This is CliffCentral.com. Let's turn our attention to Anthea and see what's happening with our money. Here for the money. So hard for it, honey. She was hard for the money, so you better Oh, remember when we recorded this? I took Anthea into a studio. <laughs> Anthea just necked two bottles of sake. And <laughs> she went. She sang it so beautifully. All right. <laughs> Let's get cracking. So I'm much glad. to do. I'm How glad you, you all appreciate it. I'm very well. Thank you. Good. Did you have a decent weekend? I did. I had a magical weekend. I went to see The Illusionists. Oh, oh very good. Oh. Yeah. We had, uh, we had the funny. one guy in here the one week. Good pun, Anthea. And uh, you were impressed? Very impressed. Mm -hmm. The mentalist, Chris Cox, free advert for him, is unbelievable. (laughs) Mind-blowing. What does he do? He basically reads minds. But you know how it works, right? They're supposed to be able to... Um, they, they farm stuff out into the audience. That's and they, right. They give but, you clues and then and they kind of your brain tell you puts how it together. To think they give you like little bits of things and then you think certain <sighs> things and. But I what's get amazing, frustrated. I want to know how and and I don't care about. <laughs> I don't want. Don't find it entertaining to be tricked. I'm exactly the same. I sat thinking, how? What? What, what did you say? <laughs> show, me your, show me your work. You know, like with your homework, if you do long division, you have to show how you got to that answer. Yes. If was, you solve an algebraic equation, show me how you got there. I don't want to know about the trick. I don't like being tricked. Yeah, I think it was a lot more fun being a magician slash illusionist back at a time when we weren't such assholes. Because yeah. now it's like, ah, I demand the answer. I want to know it. <laughs> It's a gratification society. Just can't sit there and go, oh, wow, that's incredible. All right. Well, we've got lots to talk about this morning. Let's get stuck into the money shot. Sure. So shall we talk about the market? Because we were down 2% last week, and I'm just going to blame Donald Trump for that. Okay. Shall we get back to him later? Yes, sure. The rand was about 4% weaker, traded through 12 rand to the dollar. Might have something to do with property rights. People Mm. tend to get a little bit unhappy and uncomfortable when you start threatening their right to own things. So people would have taken some money away and put it overseas. Absolutely. And the foreign investors are going, I have, let's see, 54 countries just on the African continent to be invested in. Why would I build a factory in South Africa if they are threatening to take it away from me? Yeah. The good news, though, petrol comes down on Wednesday by 36 cents a litre. Diesel's down 47 cents a litre. Very good. Mm-hmm. We need Nicely that. Nicely ahead of your VAT increase. Right. <laughs> and as the rand weakens. When does the VAT increase kick in? I think it's 1st of April. Okay. I think. All right. So get ready. Everything will be more expensive. I'm afraid so, yes. Right. It was a very busy week last week. We had lots of companies reporting. I mean, just there were too many to mention. Uh, uh, so highlights? Touch, Can we uh, yeah, yeah, let's at least do that. look at Bidvest? Yeah, so Bitvest, it was a decent set of results, nothing hugely exciting. ShopRite, also, they grew sales by 7.8%, revenue by 6.3 to 75.8 billion rand. Not bad. Not a, not a bad number, no, right? That's all right. So Christo is not poor. Well, yes, we need to talk about that a little bit. <laughs> What's happening? Because remember when he was moving his money out of ShopRite into Steinoff? <laughs> Silly oh, yeah. Billy. So he has and, lost out. Oh, he's lost out big time. And then we need to talk a little bit about Steinoff as well because that share just imploded on Friday. Um, now, now, there's news that, that Marcus Uesta is hiding. No one can find him. Really? Do we know where he is? 
I've heard so many things. So I heard in November, I heard he was in Argentina selling his ponies. Then I heard in December, he was back in Plet. That's where he lives, or, or where he is at home, right? Well, where where's the man everyone. with 23 houses really live? Oh, exactly. There you go. Sure. Thanks, Ben. <laughs> um, so, no, I haven't heard anything more. But if anything, I would say, yeah, he probably should hide. They're Last, going to arrest him. Oh, they have to. Last week, there were Why is emails. Why taking so long? I, I think they're gathering evidence. I heard poor Heather Son trying to put together what scraps are left of this company, this once enormous powerful juggernaut of a company i heard her trying to explain the results um what, what was that a week and a half ago no that was last week right? last they week. were, they were oh, supposed yeah, to release yeah. their results last week and what did she say because i didn't hear her oh it just sounded like a caged animal oh, i mean shame. it was just for her to have to do this to pick up the pieces after all these white men have <laughs> fucked up the company <laughs> and stolen and put money in off balance sheet places Outrageous. Yeah, and I, I'm guessing she didn't mention the emails because emails have come to light that shows there was management collusion. So there are emails between Marcus Euster and some of his top execs, some of them who had already left. Do you think saying, stealing this much money just doesn't have some kind of powerful force behind it that's directing things? It doesn't just happen. But Gareth, the, the, the emails are so bizarre because they literally say, like as if it was you and me, I'd go, Gareth, please can you put 130 million euros into that company we formed three years ago called Genesis? Then you write back and you go, oh, Anthea, we've still got a 27 million euro um, unaccounted for amount that we need. Oh, okay, well, don't worry about that. Put wow. the 130 million into Triton because then I'll give you um, a justification or a guarantee for the 27. That's how those emails go. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. In other words, they've incriminated themselves. Oh, absolutely. All right. So, so what happened? Mm-hmm. No, no, no. I just want to quickly go back to ShopRite. So how does this affect the relationship between ShopRite and Steinhoff, if there is any, or is it just in their shareholders? So it's just in their shareholders at this stage. Um, I don't think there is any ShopRite off-balance sheet transactions. We haven't seen any. Okay. Nothing's, you know. They're still just a shop. <laughs> still just a retailer. And don't forget there's also Star, right? Steinhoff Retail Africa, which is doing particularly well. Um, they haven't reported. I think they might report this week, actually. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it's fine. I mean, how it affects Steinhoff, I wanted to tell you, is that the JSE has now suspended bond trading and preference share trading, but not the actual Steinhoff shares. And that's because Steinhoff's primary listing is in Frankfurt, and Frankfurt haven't suspended the share yet. So the JSE almost can't do it because it would um, discriminate against South African shareholders or traders. So the share is still trading, of course, on Friday, as I said, it imploded huh. basically. All right. Yeah, so it's not, it's really not looking good for Mark. I would be one. running and hiding if I was Marcus. Uh, and Isaac Bush, who own, uh, just all the beer that ever has been drunk. <laughs> and bought South African breweries for 106 billion dollars two years ago now. Right. So yeah. how are they doing? Fantastic. So great set of results. The share was up 5%. In fact, I think we own it. It's, it's been difficult and we've kind of ridden the volatility wave. Um, but really just a good set of results. Um, I, I guess the most imp- like exciting things, uh, not that much, but Stella Artois and Corona are kind of the brands that are holding them together. And then they're bringing Budweiser and alcohol free castle to the country this year. I think they've already got al- alcohol-free castle. Aren't they uh, sponsoring know, the proteins? Castle-free, yeah. Alcohol-free. Yeah, it's called castle-free. Oh, is that what it, oh, so we do have it. I thought.
thought so. I thought I'd seen it advertised. I and don't they know are why they the said sponsoring the Sevens box and okay. Women's box Sevens team. All right. Okay. Very good. And then Barclays put out Barclays Africa Group put out their results as well. Big news. Wait for it. They're changing their name back to Absa. <laughs> Imagine how much this has cost. A hundred million rand to start off with, changing from Absa to Barclays. And now going back to Absa. Who knows? What a ridiculous waste of their their money. If I were a shareholder, I would kick up such a fuss. I would want to know who was responsible for this. And what difference does it make? Well, so I I would say... It, I, I would say that this was probably out of Maria Ram, the first move was out of Maria Ramos's hands, you know, she's the CEO, because Barclays bought ABSA or bought a controlling stake in ABSA, um, and then they decided it had to be called Barclays, and then they said, oh no, it's too expensive to hold South African capital requirements on our balance sheets, so we're gonna sell down to below, I think the number was 15%, so that they didn't have the regulatory requirements. And now they're moving back. But it was Maria Ramos's decision. Well, she should be responsible for moving back to ABSA. Do you know what ABSA stand for, stands for? Do you remember? Amalgam- Amalgamated. Uh, my hand was up. Oh, sorry. Yes. Amalgamated yeah, Banks of South Africa. I forget that I'm in Cliff Central Cause, cause and people just there, know stuff here. There used to be a bank called Allied. There used to be a bank called Volksgas. That's Volksgas. Yeah. Volksgas. Yeah, and these used they uh, all got together and made United, ABSA. United, yeah. Ah, United Bank, ah, that's right. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, I would have thought, I mean, this, this really intrigues me because I would have thought that if you had the opportunity to rename your bank, you would go to something modern, something exciting, not, I mean, like, Absa just has such a bad brand of being gray shoes. Like, it's just. Oh, big time. Yeah, but yeah. you also want trust in the world of banking. You can, you can be flashed with, like, a nightclub. But- oh, yeah. When people's money's at stake here, it's like old mutual. It's a cuck name. They're not going to change that to like trendy neutral, mutual. Well, actually, the problem with ABSA we saw in their results is that they're losing market share. Yeah, and they're not. So, they're, they're perceived widely as being the least innovative bank uh-huh. and doing the least in terms of online stuff and in terms of apps and in terms of trying to help people manage their own money better. It's well, this you, old you can, school bank. You can still call yourself ABSA though, but then you just have like a zany A as your logo. And then you click on the A, and that's where you get the app. Zany A. Zany A. <laughs> See, this is where there's people like Ben who end up costing it hundreds of millions of rands when they change brand. <laughs> so you would have thought, like, you know, Michael, your dance just launched Bank Zero, which I don't think is a great name. But it's clever, right? It's uh, zero fees, uh, yeah. kind of, you, you know. And then there was Capitech who were promising low fees. There was Hashtag Invest, which we did, which was cool. Yeah. So we started that. Yeah. So there's a lot of... Interesting. And now there's Discovery Bank coming on soon as go. well. Yeah. So, like, why ABSA? Anyway, shame. Shame. Uh, let, them, <laughs> let them do their thing. We don't expect ABSA to be at the front of the pack. Sorry. But this was their opportunity. Nah, it's not going to happen. opportunities. Okay, moving along. All right. Um, and then, of course, we what came out this week about uh, the processed meat, enterprise processed meat, I think we'll probably see Tiger Brands falling a little bit flat today. Well, maybe maybe it's time. You know, if you're going to make enterprise poloni with listeriosis in it in one of your factories, maybe you should be hit hard in the share price. Well, it's not just that. Do you remember they were... Um, they were pointed at for the bread fixing price fixing scandal. There's a death of over a hundred people in this I case. Know. It's slightly different. This is not just some kind of collusion thing and something that costs you money or reputational damage. There actually are over a hundred people dead as a result of this factory not being run properly. 
And I know that Tiger Brands is a huge operation. They've got factories all over. They can't keep tabs on everything. And problems occur. And, and there are sometimes a, a drop in standards that result in some kind of problem. But this is a different kettle of fish, if you'll pardon the pun, because they're now a hundred odd people dead. Not good. No. Really not good. So I, of course, I mean, I'm not trying to be, um, unsympathetic or unempathetic, but I'm trying to figure out how much the share you know, price is going to fall today. Think of how Lundman got punished for what happened at Marikana. Mm-hmm. There, there should be a punishment, an equivalent sort of punishment for what happens here. And I'm not trying to drum up um, any kind of corporate hatred. And I'm certainly not trying to say that, that companies must always pay money in terms of their share price for the death of people when it's an accident or if it's malicious. But in this case, I do think a lot of people will be saying, well, where's the justice? Doesn't seem right. All right. Can we talk about uh, senders quickly? Oh, yes, because Carsten Wellner, who's the CEO, resigned last week. Yeah, what uh, happened to them? They were such a great company for a while. We we were invested in them for a long time. Indeed, and I did love the company. Um, Where did they fall off Karsten, the rails? Carsten kind of, he, he got what we call... Um, Listeriosis? Warren- <laughs> 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 so, so Warren Buffett put it in his rep- annual report last week and he said we have to watch CEOs who have power to do acquisitions and they, we give them lots of money. They make lots of money. We give them lots of money to do acquisitions and they kind of just run, you know, and it becomes no. more of an ego issue than anything else. And unfortunately for Carsten, he's made a couple of non-profitable um, acquisitions and so the share price has fallen off and subsequently um so he's, he's a shit ceo well, and, the share, and, well, and the he's, sh- he's got a bad uh, first name i mean if your parents call you cast and you're going to spend your whole life trying to prove that you're not a douche <laughs> i could have predicted this oh dear okay. well the share price rallied so just just to say that there are a few people who agree with you unfortunately it went from 1185 to in I think that was the first of Feb to the four to fourteen oh four on Friday. Oof. So yeah, that's so that's like vicious. a what thirty five forty percent increase in the share price. Sounds like a lot no, of people 18%. agree with me. Yeah, unfortunately. All right. But maybe this is the great comeback. Sorry, Carsten. Yeah, I, I feel like that. I know him, so I do. Have, sorry, Carsten. <laughs> no shame. I mean, it's it's unfortunate. You make a couple of bad calls, and this is what happens in business. Everybody always looks at, oh, but look at that CEO and how much they're paying themselves. And they always see the upside. They never see when uh, things go horribly wrong like this, how it affects. And that, that poor guy must be feeling awful about what he's done to the share. And not just him, but, you know, there must be other people involved. It's just... Uh, the ups and downs of business. If it was all a reward, then it would be easy. Everyone would do it. There you go. It's risk and reward. Mm-hmm. All right, Donald Trump, you mentioned him earlier. Let's uh, finish that thought. Yeah. So last week, Donald Trump decided that he was going to apply import tariffs, 25% on steel and 10% on aluminum. And you get why he's doing it, right? Because he wants to protect jobs in America. And he's saying we should buy American steel first. But actually, the reality of the situation is that all those car manufacturers, all those aluminum, beer can and Coke can um, makers, they actually buy not only U.S., but also Canadian and everywhere else, or aluminum, as they say. Aluminum. (laughs) That's right. Um, And the market reacted very badly because they know that trade protectionism doesn't actually work. The EU, of course, Jean-Claude Juncker, who's uh, head of European Commission, 
Yeah. He came, he came back and like in true European style, he said, we will not sit idly by. I like, I love the way they phrase things, you know, because mm. that's how they speak, obviously. But I, I don't understand this. I mean, either you're a free market kind of guy or you're not. If you're a protectionist, you're not a free market kind of person and you can't have some happy medium between the two because it doesn't exist. So that's what Trump doesn't understand, right? He's going, I want to do, I want to protect jobs in America and therefore I will make it more expensive to import steel and aluminum. You know what's going to happen, of course. The car makers are going to go, well, actually, it's now costing us more because there's not enough U.S. steel for us so to we'll make, make all our these cars, cars in India. Or we're just going to put the price of cars up. They'll pass it on to the consumer. End of story. They don't care. And then it ends up hitting his economy hard anyway. There you go. That's exactly. Of course, the EU have come back and said, in particular, they've named three products, which I think is fantastically funny. Harley Davidson. Yes. Kentucky Bourbon. And denim jeans. (laughs) The EU are going to put up taxes on those three products. (laughs) It's to get back. Tit for tat. I mean, talk about trade wars. (laughs) Are these kids serious? (laughs) (laughs) And then the absolute last thing while we're talking about Europe, it was the Italian vote this weekend, and it looks like we're heading for a hung parliament. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, I know. There's nothing worse than a hung Italian. (laughs) (laughs) You saw that one coming. Oh, Anthea. Okay. It's true. (laughs) So what does this mean? What does it uh, mean to have a hung parliament? Oh, you've broken it, Anthea. She's lost it. She's gone. <laughs> when the moon hits your eye like a bigger pizza pie, that's amore. Just promise me it's not Silvio Berlusconi involved here, because if he's the hung Italian, we've got a major problem. Oh, man. With those bunga bunga parties. <laughs> Sorry. Um, actually, he is running, but he can't be president because he... <laughs> God, what because a, he's hung, but because he has a tax um, yes. corruption scandal against him. <laughs> well, surprise, surprise on that one. So our president, uh, former President Zuma's best friend. Ah, uh, Jacob, how are you doing, Jacopo? How are you doing, Jacopo? I am very well, despite being a. <clears throat> Under the, the sort of Damocles with these uh, many charges of fraud and corruption. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I tell you, nothing happened. Oh, two of them. All right. Oh, great. All right, guys. So how does this affect the euro? Yeah, so what I'm worried about is that all the populist parties are gaining votes in Europe and Italy is proving so. And the anti-EU sentiment is just getting stronger. That, I mean... You know, it's not going to be immediately impactful, I don't think. Like, maybe the market will come off a little bit. But in the long run, I think the EU's cohesion is at stake here. All right. Well, we'll we'll be paying attention. Thank you, Anthea. You always keep us on top of things. My pleasure. Thank you. We'll speak to you next week. Very good. There it is. Anthea and the money shot. This is cliffcentral.com.